Hey, everybody. Welcome to the May 2011 podcast from MikeGarrigan.com. I'm Mike Garrigan, and I'm here today with my special guest, Jay Garrigan. Well, everyone out there in podcast land. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so we're back, and uh, we're starting a new podcast series with this month. And it'll run for the next three to four months. And uh, we're doing it because I'm introducing a new album called The Return of Spring. Uh, it's an album that has been in the works for quite some time, probably about four years off and on. Um, and it's sort of a, I guess, next installment in my seasonal uh, triptych that I started back in 96. But anyway, uh, I'm here with, with Jay today, and I'm going to bring on an, a different guest each week each week, a uh, different guest each month um, to listen to some of the tracks and comment on them, and, and no one has heard them yet, so Jay's the first listener to some of this Not stuff. Not even I, his, his <laughs> favorite person in the world, just kidding, Yeah, who is a brother. Not even I have heard these tracks, and I've been begging him, <laughs> begging him for months just to give me a glimpse or a glimmer of something, so I'm really excited. Well, thanks for being here, Jay, and I'm sure some of my, my listeners will, will uh, appreciate your, your presence here. But for those of, of you out there who don't know who my brother is, uh, can you tell them a little bit about yourself and what your latest musical project is? I was born in a truck. Mama died and my daddy got... No, <laughs> no uh, uh, my name is uh, Jay Garrigan, and not to confuse things, I do have a rock band called Garrigan. Um... And uh, it was at the suggestion of my label to actually kind of change it to a band name like Garrigan, although I felt kind of weird about it, and I still do. Um, I'm kind of happy to say that uh, Garrigan's kind of inclusive of Mike as well because he, he records a lot of my stuff. He plays bass on some of the tracks, and actually uh, he's actually agreed to play in Garrigan, the live band, uh, when he can. So I'm very excited to have him on board. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I like playing bass a lot. It, it's uh, something that's kind of a secondary instrument for me, but I, I do enjoy it. So yeah. thanks. So uh, yeah, so Mike, uh, it's kind of like you know like Van Halen is now even more Van Halen since Wolfgang joined. <laughs> yeah. So yep. it's kind of like that kind of thing. So it's uh, that had never occurred to me. <laughs> uh, makes sense. Though. But uh, yeah, so I, I do rock and roll and I do solo stuff as well, and uh, just I'm kind of. Uh, I don't know. Even though Mike and I are we're brothers and we're both musical, I think we're, we're we're compatible enough to play together, but we're different enough to complement each other. Like I might be a little more, uh, I guess, indie or experimental, and I think Mike's a bit more uh, passionate and uh, maybe even scientific at times. But um, who knows what the real difference is? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, tell us about your your website, pedalblog.com. dot com. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I started. Well, I've been unemployed uh, since December, and uh, so I feel sorry for myself. I started building websites for people mm. who didn't pay me enough or pay me what they said, and I got kind of upset. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of building websites for people and having them make all the money. Mm -hmm. I I had a few ideas, and one was to uh, create a website that is just interested in how artists create tone, and by artists I mean uh, you know people who use guitar pedals and gear amps and guitars to come out somehow craft their tone because tone defines it defines a guitar player it defines a band it defines genres and everyone really has kind of the same set of tools everyone uses them just a little differently so i really want to kind of figure out how people do this and, I, and what i'm finding is guitar players especially are very passionate about 
they're, they're, they love talking about their pedal boards and their amps and their guitars. And I also talk to uh, boutique pedal builders, too, because they're artists as well. And um, so it, 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 the thing about guitar magazines is they're all bought. The, uh, you know, the, the ads dictate what articles go in, and most of the artists they interview all have endorsements. Well, I'm interviewing people who I think have interesting sounds or tones or come up with them interesting in interesting ways. And uh, I'm just really happy with the first month of the blog. We've got a couple thousand hits already, so hopefully we can get that uh, maybe six months from now. Maybe we can get, like, uh, you know, 100,000 hits a month, hopefully. It's an intriguing blog because... Um you know, I had no idea that. I know I approach pedals differently from other people, but just about everyone that you interview has a different approach to their tone and, and what order they put pedals in, and it really does make a difference. And it's also something that kind of gets overlooked. I mean, it's always about the amp or the guitar, but no one really talks about pedals as much. Um, so I, I enjoy it very much. The, the thing I've I've found very interesting is everybody puts the tuner pedal in a different place. That's cool. I really is. I put it first. Where do you put it? I used to put it first, but now I put it in the middle. That's kind of cool. Like after the, right before the the delay and reverb. <laughs> That's probably a good place to put it. Um, but anyway, uh, to the content of, of today's show, um, I did a, a CD a live album probably about six years ago at the Evening Muse, and um, a bunch of the songs on this record um, were kind of recorded in studio versions. So uh, I thought that the songs I'd play for you were the ones that kind of lived in Charlotte <laughs> for for so many years, kind of trapped on this live CD. And um, I've kind of taken those basic songs and just expanded them into nice. studio creation. So what I'm going to do first is play you this first track. Um, this song is called Static, and it uh, will probably be the lead-off track on the album. And uh, I'm going to play it for you, and then we'll just talk about what you hear. Okay. All right, cool. here we go. Static. Here we go. Yeah. 
right, so that was static. I'm shocked. <laughs> what do you mean you're shocked? Static. Oh, okay, got it. Ah, ha, ha, very funny. So what are your impressions of that track? It's pretty cool. It's funny because I always thought it was catchy, but you made it You made a simple song uh, musically interesting. Okay. Like the bass parts. Uh, I love the roving bass part, like how you introduced that. The... the um, the tension between the, like, the uh, somewhat distorted vocal suddenly kind of comes into a beautiful uh, myriad of voices uh, surrounding you. That was really cool. Um, I, you know, for me, like the music always comes first, um, and, I, and I try to really craft the words. It doesn't mean the words aren't important. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you, like you came up with a good catchy thing, and then you actually like made it made it very musically interesting. You know, yeah, I think the thing that I was trying to do with, with this track in particular was that on the live album, it started out as a song with just a mandolin, and uh, that was out of necessity just because the original version was written on a piano, and I don't know why, but I couldn't play the song on a regular guitar, so I tried like a really, like, brick, 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 you know, instrument like a mandolin, and then um, this kind of evolved out of that live version, so... Um, it's you know, it, it kind of sounds like... Uh I'm kind of interested in hearing the other songs because to me it's kind of like it, it sounds like it should be a part of a musical. Yeah, <laughs> it's hey. um, yeah. I mean, it, this this record in particular, it's going to explore um, just a lot of various tones um, that in, in a really crazy way. Whereas it's going to try to complement what, what I was doing on Lessons of Autumn, where we kind of set up at a studio, and if there was an instrument, we kind of put it on yeah, the on the track. It up and, yeah. So, and, and, but this is a little more um, pop and a little yeah. more uh, upbeat and hopeful and happy because spring isn't really a dark time. So, um, it's got. I was trying to go for like a Brit pop kind of thing, and I, I didn't always even get close sometimes. But that was what was inspiring it. Just kind of the really sparse drum tracks and the it's got kind of like a zombies feel to it. Yeah, exactly. That's which I really dig. Yeah, is that a real cowbell? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually, it's not a cowbell; it's a pan. It's one of the pans from the kitchen. Like I just oh, really? went and grabbed it. I was like, I need more cowbell. <laughs> I need cowbell there, and so I just tonk, tonk, you know. And, yeah. and it was a pan with a wooden spoon. So um, cool. But yeah, that was all done here, and it was. This whole record had. Um, we had a drummer come in and play all these tracks, and then I kind of dissected all the parts and and did all kinds of different things with the sound. So I mean, it's really has been four years in the making. Um, well, that's just quite beautiful. Well, cool. Um, why don't we uh, check out the next tune here? This next song uh, was also from the uh, Evening Muse live record. Uh, it's called The Original Pullman Palace Car Dream. And it was a song that came out of some traveling I did. And it was a new song that was going over well live. But at the time when that was performance was videoed, um, I didn't have any arrangements for it, but I had this vision that I wanted it to be this full kind of song that sounded like a train. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want to see if, if, if I got there. But this, right. this here is uh, the original Pullman Palace Car Dream. Imaginary scene Leo talks of trains and steel There's a wedding in models 
icicles rattle and a barnstormer's flying for gold. This is the original Pullman Palace car dream in which my life flashes before an imaginary scene. And I'm harvesting zeppelins and banging on the rocks. And I'm hoping for a better life than the one I've got nowadays. Things move much faster and they've long put out the flame. But if this were my world, I would love you just the same. Getting tired of servicing the mill He wants to take a ride on that little Ferris wheel But the ferry is empty and the last train has gone home The edges need clipping and the dogs without a bone This is the original of Pullman A palace car dream in which my life flashes before an imaginary scene And I'm pissing off the preacher And stealing all his wine I'm drinking in the alley But everything is fine Nowadays things move much faster And they've long put out the flame But if this were my world I would love you just the same So that was Pullman. Uh, it's the the short title for a long song title. Um, what were your impressions? It chugged right along. It, was, <laughs> it hit like a freight train. Now, that was really cool. You, uh, you usually don't tell like a whole story in a song. At least you, most of your songs don't. And this one really kind of pulled you through the whole, this guy's head. Mm-hmm. And um, it's good to hear you kind of tell like a narrative type song i could i could see this kind of being uh you know like, like a song that they would feature on that that lake wobegon show what is that uh, yeah you know um i know what you're talking about the garrison killer yeah, yeah yeah I mean, it's kind of like a pastoral almost mm-hmm. um story and i think it uses a lot of good uh sound devices that r- remind you of course of 
you know, the train, the rails we move through life. Well, it's weird, you know, I'm, I'm going to, for, for the first, until I joined um, the band Kickball or even Collapses after that, like, I was this acoustic guitar player, but I, I never played folk songs. Like, I, I yeah. uh, they were all rock songs played on an acoustic guitar. But this was the first folk song I think I've written that I can remember. Um, yeah, it's really, in a, it's it's in that tradition. I could, I could definitely see, like, a more, like, mm-hmm. Folk, maybe an Americana audience, kind of really getting into this. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what of my audience is left, but but uh, this song has always been one that um, when I play it, people compliment me and say, "Ah, it's a good song. I like it." So it was um, intended to be on this album, and it it always just kind of pushed through and, and shined through. I think in in a number of ways, and this. Song features uh, Dale Baker on drums, my friend Dale from Durham. He's an excellent drummer, and um, we recorded this before the studio was built out in the living room, wow. <laughs> believe it or not. And over the the course of the last four years, as this room got built, some of the instruments got replaced. Um, the vocals were done, I believe, out there, um, maybe three years ago. So it's a long time in the making, but um, I think it came out good. All right, you got got an, you got energy for one more tune. You think? Oh hell yeah! So, do you like listening in here? <laughs> do you like? <laughs> it's uh, we're sitting in Mike's studio, and it's it's a very interesting room. I, I've been in very few studios where uh, the the sound field changes based on where your head is. I mean, it's it's, it's a really strange feeling when you're sitting in the captain's seat of just how your head is perfectly centered, mm-hmm. where the sound hits you perfectly, and you can just. It just phases differently throughout the room. Is that the correct term? Yeah, yeah. And as you as you go throughout the room, there's different pockets where different frequencies are accentuated. Like if you're walking out the door, all of a sudden the bass sounds like it's really loud. It's kind of creepy. Um, but as you kind of get familiar with uh, with the room, as I have anyway, you kind of know when the mix is just right because you'll know the certain spots where things jump out. Yeah. Um, I think that's why I can't really mix at my house because mm-hmm. my room's not. It's just a bedroom. I mean, it's comfortable to track because I have the, the time to, to to do that there. Mm-hmm. But I really can't mix there because I really I don't think I can hear things well here. You, you can definitely tell yeah. you, you're you're getting the right uh, when you mix. You're you're getting an authentically what it sounds like. You are, and, and um, it's cool because a lot of people like a lot of bass on the, on their mixes. So the, the the secret of this room is. Um, the couch is kind of like a bass trap, so it's it gets in the couch. so it kind of has a little bump there, and um, it's kind of cool because the mixes end up being just right, and people walk out here thinking the bass is a little bit louder. Um, but that's good. I mean, it's all balanced. So, um, what are you going to play for me now, Mikey? Yeah, this song here it, it was as a, a contender. This next song was a contender for the live album, but for some reason I just didn't play it that night. And um, as I recall, when that went down, the first half didn't go over so well but the second set was really what um we released basically um I, I think this song is just a little too articulate on the guitar um and i was a little nervous so i think i just left it off and thought i'm just going to do some classics but um it's not the lemur song no <laughs> damn it <laughs> no this song is called um fallen in love too fast and it it features dale um on conga so it's an interesting um change in in percussion sound so let's check it out
got a craving for clarity. Don't you know? She displays all her sincerity. Don't you know? She wants to do this right. Slow down, boy. She wants to say good night. Slow down, boy. You're falling in love. You're falling in love too fast. Does he got a secret up his sleeve? I don't know. Will she love somebody more than me? I don't know. She wants to say good night. Slow down, boy. She's turning off the lights. Slow down, boy. You're falling in love. You're falling in love too fast. Call me crazy, but it seems these games have lost their sting. It's never quite like the movies. And all I want is just to hold out for what love may bring. And maybe I'll take the long way. So that was falling in love too fast, and uh, yeah, that you, you asked me when when we were listening to it if it was tuned down. I believe it's a drop D kind of acoustic, uh, really kind of an acoustic guitar player songwriter piece. Um, it's always gone over well at shows, and I think it's appropriate for this this record. Um, yeah, I really like that chorus a lot. That's uh, that's a very strong chorus, and when the Mellotron kicked in, I got some goosebumps. That was really cool. Yeah, the the Mellotron plays a, a big part on this album, and um, it appeared a little bit on the summer album. I hadn't really even heard of it when I did the autumn record, but I think for this one, you know, the Malamander album I did last year, it was all about the mandolin. That was like the big thing that was all over that record, but 
if there's one instrument that's on a lot of the of the songs, it's mellotron, particularly the flute sound. <laughs> so, yeah. just like it, and um, it's cool. Messed around with some toy piano things too, and um, a couple glockenspiel things. But I can um, always tell a good song because I start hearing uh, guitar parts in my head that I want to play. Mm-hmm. I was hearing electric guitar, but that's me. <laughs> but it sounded great. Interesting that you mentioned that because a lot of the process for this album was um, one of subtraction. Like I would get these grand ideas for songs and say this needs a big guitar part, and I would put it on there, and it felt like it was too much, and so. Um, a lot of the arranging has to do with boiling it down to just the essential elements to convey the song. Um, and sometimes, like, there's still too much going on, but, you know, it's my record. I can do what I want with it. That's good you did that. Like, mm-hmm. My problem is I, I always put too much all everywhere all the time. And I, say, I build it, build it, build it. But I like how you brought it up, then you brought it back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Good song. Cool. Thank you. Well, that's the uh, the content portion of our show. Where where is Garrigan playing next? Uh, Garrigan uh, is playing May, Friday, May sixth, in Charlotte, North Carolina, at uh, Snug Harbor with Side by Side and Modern Skirts from Athens, Georgia. We don't have any gigs booked after that, uh, but um, let's see. Nope, nothing booked. Cool. Well, well, we supposedly have a record dropping in May. It might be a little later than that. Um, I've just been struggling with the artwork and with the songs. I really mm-hmm. want the best songs, and you know, when you're signed, it's just a different, it's a different game, and you get you just you have to think about different things. And yeah. I'm not really used to all those things. But my experience with the, with the label is that there's so much more going on than just the songwriting and recording i mean there's a whole nother side to the music that's tied to marketing and and web presence and packaging and and things that you don't really need to know to be a good artist but to be a well-known artist it's kind of important to have a a grasp on those things yeah that's the thing i mean i've never really i've never really understood the business part of music even though i i i would people would say i've been very successful in that area but the only reason is because I focus on the music, and mm-hmm. I think of the, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of people, I think, who do really well in the promotion and publicity, but their their music suffers, so I, just, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it. So I just figure I'll, I'll just I'll just focus on what I know, and I'll, I'll make fans and friends along the way. And mm-hmm. uh, who knows? I mean, it got me this far, and mm-hmm. like me and you, were, I think we're both lifers in this music thing. Well, yeah, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a fad. It's it's how we think, it's, you yeah. know. It's how we feel. I think half of the reason I built the studio was to, um, to to make my own music, but the other half is also to continue to make a living as a musician. So yeah. th- there's two sides of that coin for me. But yeah, I'm in it for life, and it's just part of who I am to express myself musically. And I go through different feelings and get different ideas for projects, and I, I get satisfaction out of finishing them. So. Um, I can relate to that. Uh, do you have a website? Yeah. I've got a couple. Okay. It's at garriganmusic.com. Garriganmusic.com? All right. Yeah, and then, of course, pedalblog.com. Pedalblog.com. Are you on Twitter or, or Facebook? Yes, I, I do all. I, I Twitter at Garrigan, and also Twitter at Pedalblog. And uh, you can look up Jay Garrigan or Garrigan Music on Facebook, and you can find me. Uh, actually, if you just go to Garrigan Music, you can probably find everything you yeah, that's a good find. site. I really like it. You use WordPress for it? 
Uh, I use WordPress on the back end mm-hmm. on the blog part. Uh, I do a front end, uh, front page, and uh, with just pure programming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like WordPress as a, as a CMS a content management system, and I've been tweaking those for a while. So if you need a website. Go to garriganmusic.com yeah. and contact Jay. Actually, I'm not a good uh, graphic designer, but I'm a good uh, – I, I can integrate your stuff across the web well. Okay. So. Well, that's good to know. Um, so listeners out there, if you need some web work, uh, Jay might be your guy. But, uh, yeah, MikeGarrigan.com is on the web at MikeGarrigan.com, and we're also on Facebook. Um, and t- we, we are, we're on Twitter at JimSteel1138. Uh, email me directly if you want to know what that means. Um, <laughs> at the time, it made sense for that to be my handle, um, and I'm going to stick by it. So, um, yeah, look for some more info about the return of spring uh, over the next month. Uh, I'm going to launch another Kickstarter campaign, and I'm also going to do a whole line of, of, of shows, hopefully this summer, uh, promoting it. But uh, it, this record probably won't be out till about July, but it's it's in its final phases and uh, we played, Jay, the, the master tracks today from the mastering session. Yay. So uh, anyway, um, might be a short show today. I don't, I don't even know how long we've been here, but uh, it's a good conversation, and uh, we'll be back next month. Uh, so look for us at MikeGarrigan.com, and hope you're having a good uh, May. So Let's we'll, go play with your daughter and get some pizza. All right. Talk to you later, guys. Right, bye. bye.